Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, will share some truth about the revelations that set you free. When some people think about God, they imagine him sitting on a heavenly throne watching over us from a distance. And the reality is God is in heaven, but he's also near to us. And it's a concept that might be hard for us to wrap our minds around, but that's why Rabbi Schneider is here today to break down this mind-boggling concept. Our message is titled Discerning Reality. And if you'd like to take some notes, you'll find our study guide online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. On last time's broadcast, I was talking about the fact that we oftentimes think that God is far away and we wonder how can we connect? He's so far away, how can I make that connection? We imagine that he's in heaven somewhere. But the real problem, beloved, is not that he's so far away. The real problem is that he's so close that we're afraid of the vulnerability of that intimacy and as a result, we won't let him in. There was a time in my life where I literally felt the Holy Spirit's manifest presence spatially come to me that I felt his person and something in me, although I wanted him, something in me did not want him that close. It's like some of our friends. We love having them as friends, but we don't want them living in our home all the time. It's too much. And the truth is we want God, but we're afraid of letting him into the center of our being because it makes us accountable and responsible to him in the utmost degree. But if we're gonna ever experience him in the depths of our reality, the way that he can be experienced so that rivers of living water flow from our innermost being, we're gonna have to let him in all the way. The problem for you, beloved, may not be that he's so far away that you can't achieve reaching him. The problem is he's closer to you than your own breath. He's closer to you than your next heartbeat. And you need to be willing, and I need to be willing, to open our hearts, to truly let them in, to be master of our lives, and to allow ourselves to be completely transparent, naked, and vulnerable to Him. When we get to that place, we're truly gonna have fellowship with God. I wanna continue today with another revelation that's similar, and that is this, that God is not someplace. Oftentimes when people conceive of God, they conceive that he's someplace, that he's in heaven. But God does not live, beloved, in a place. It's true that there is a place called heaven, don't misunderstand. But God exists outside of time and outside of space. God fills time and space but he exists outside of time and space. God is not some place. He is the place. The Bible says all creation is upheld by his presence and by his power. He is right here. A deeper question to ask is even this. Who is right here? God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. When he appeared to Moses at the burning bush, Moses said, who are you? Who should I say sent me? And the Lord said to Moses, that I am has sent you. God is not 
in a place. He is the place. He's the ground of all being. He is the first cause of all things, yet he himself has no cause. He's the one that is, that was, and that is to come. He's the ground of all being, and he is, if you can receive it, he is the beer. He's alive, he's action, he's continuous. He is the beer, he is the ground of all being, he's always been, he is right now, he's being right now, and he'll always be in the future, he is the beer. In fact, when God revealed to Moses his personal covenant name, composed of the four Hebrew letters, yud Hey vav Hey, oftentimes pronounced a breathy Yahweh, the tense of God's sacred name, yud Hey vav Hey, carries with it the idea of continuous, unfinished action. He's alive. God is alive. He's here. He's now. He's not in a place, beloved ones, but rather he is the place. He is reality. And in order for you and I to live out of his reality, we need to learn how to live by the Spirit, his uncreated Spirit. Remember Jesus met the woman at the well in John chapter four? And Jesus said to the woman, woman, give me drink. And she said, why do you, uh, being a Jew, ask me a Samaritan for a drink? And Yeshua said, if you knew who it was that was asking you for a drink, you'd ask him and he'd give you living water so that you'd thirst no more. And she said to him, give me that water. Jesus said, everyone that drinks of me, that receives me, the spirit will become within him a well of living water, an eternal well of eternal life that will spring up in that person's soul and water them so that they'll thirst no more. You see, you and I, all of humankind, if we really try to analyze what we are as human beings, what makes up our makeup as human creations, one of the characteristics of humanity is desire. We come into this world crying. Why do we cry? We want something. We want human touch as an infant. We want our mother's milk as an infant. We want to feel comforted as an infant. Notice all these illustrations are desires. We desire intimacy with our mother. We desire to feel her skin on our body. We desire our mother's milk. And then we get a little older and we begin to desire toys. We desire all kinds of things. We want to touch everything as little toddlers. It's a constant desire exploring the world. We desire this. We desire that. I love my little granddaughter. The person she wants to hold her is the person that's not holding her. She'll put out her arms to you, focus on you, and then you'll take her. And as soon as you take her, then she sees somebody else. She reaches out her arms to them. We desire. And then we get older in life. We go to school, we desire friends, we desire friendship, people that desire to be popular. Then we begin to desire material things, we desire certain clothings, we desire to live in a certain neighborhood, we desire a certain job. Then we get older, we desire a partner in life, a husband or a wife, we desire intimacy, we desire to eat. You could say that one of the primary banners over humanity is the word desire. And because we desire so deeply, we go about our lives trying to fulfill 
our desires, whether it's the very, very primitive desires of food and intimacy and clothing, or as people are through those stages, then they desire things like security and power and prestige and, and material wealth. But the thing that motivates mankind, one of the primary things that motivates mankind is they have this deep desire inside. The problem is for us, when we try to fulfill this inner longing, this deep desire, this sense of something in us that is longing to be fulfilled, the problem for humanity, for you and I, is when we try to fulfill that deep desire with the things of the world. And so we know that so many are caught up in a treadmill of life like a hamster on a wheel, getting up in the morning, eating, running to work, coming back home, falling asleep, getting up, doing, why? They're trying to get ahead in life. They're trying to get a promotion, trying to get a bigger job. But what they find is nothing that they obtain ever satisfies them. That's why you ask somebody that has so much money, how much money is enough? They say, one more dollar. The things of the world can never really satisfy desire. The key for you and I today is to recognize we can never be satisfied and our thirst will never be quenched if we try to lead our lives from the outside in rather than from the inside out. Think about what I'm saying. We're born into this world with great desire. It stays with us our whole life. The problem is when we think that we can fulfill this deep longing inside, this deep desire by obtaining the things of the world. No matter how much food we eat, we'll never be completely satisfied in the innermost part of our soul because food can't satisfy. Sex can never totally satisfy the deepest longing of the human soul. A bigger house, a bigger car, all these things are part of life but they never fully satisfy the deepest desire of the human soul because the deepest desire of the human soul can only be satisfied from the inside out. And this is what Jesus meant, beloved one, when he said to the woman at the well in John 4, I have water to give you that if you drink it, you'll thirst no more. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And as Christians, discerning God's voice amongst life's conflicting voices is challenging. And that's why Rabbi Schneider has created a free, powerful new talk, a guide to hearing God's voice. He'll equip you with tools so you can clearly know when God is speaking. Don't wait. Go to myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. That's myfreegift.com forward slash hearing and claim your free copy to start transforming your spiritual journey today. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. So the question we want to pose today is this. How do we learn to live life from the inside out 
rather than trying to always fill ourselves with things from the outside. The first thing that we have to do is become aware. We have to be aware whether we're thinking thoughts that are living life from the outside or whether we're thinking thoughts that are from the inside. You see, the thing that makes you and I different from the rest of God's creation is you and I have self-awareness. We can actually be thinking about what we're thinking about. You see, when elephants think, they don't have the capacity to analyze what they're thinking about. They are not aware of what they're thinking about. There's something in their head, whether it's eating or whatever, and they're just moving towards that thought in their head. But you and I, we have the ability to actually be conscious of the thoughts that are in our mind and then to discern whether they're right thoughts or wrong thoughts and then to make correction. And so first of all, we have to become aware Are we living life from the outside in or the inside out? Here's an example. If you're constantly reaching for your smartphone because you think somehow somebody texted you, somebody emailed you, or you gotta catch up on the Facebook account, if you're addicted to that cell phone, that smartphone, are you living life from the outside in when you do that? Or are you living life from the inside out? I believe this is the hugest, most satanic, deception and addiction on planet Earth right now. I believe the devil is using technology and through technology is causing addiction because people are trying to satisfy their desire through the communication that takes place through technology and through that addiction, the devil is luring people deeper and deeper and deeper into darkness. We all struggle with it. I try to discipline myself as much as possible with my phone, you know, my smartphone, and I'm not on the computer much at all, but I have to struggle with it every day. I'm someone that disciplines myself. I check my emails and other social media twice a day. But even with that discipline, I had a dream just last night. I was awoken from my sleep in the middle of the night, went to the restroom, went back to bed. When I went back to bed, it seemed like this dream was laying on me for hours, and it was that I couldn't find my smartphone. And there was this tremendous burden in my soul, this tremendous addiction in my soul to the smartphone. I couldn't find it, and it was laying so heavily on me. This is what humanity is struggling with. I venture to say that many of you under the sun of my voice are struggling with it right now. Until we break that addiction, we will not be living life the way we should from the inside out. Because if we think that going online and going to somebody's Facebook account or posting something on our own Facebook account is gonna satisfy you, if we think it's gonna satisfy us, we are sorely deceived. Let me ask you this. After you're done on Facebook for an hour, how much better do you feel? I'm not saying that we can't use these tools to communicate with people when we master them rather than allowing them to master us. But the huge problem for so many So, so, so many. It's not that they're using the different social technologies as a a tool to communicate with their friends. It's rather that these technologies and these social media platforms have mastered humankind. And when you get pulled out of yourself so that you go to a restaurant, and rather than talking to the person in front of you, Rather than talking to the other people at the table, everybody at the table, you and the person next to you, the others at the table, they're all looking at their smartphones, texting people, emailing people on their Facebook accounts. Let me ask you, is not something wrong with that? 
The devil is luring people out of their own souls into a counterfeit reality through social media. And if you think about some of the social media and the way that people portray themselves, is it really real or is it just a front? When people create a Facebook account, do you ever see someone posting a picture on their Facebook account of what they look like when they first get out of bed in the morning before they comb their hair and got, you know, put in a decent, no. No one ever shows that side of themselves to the world. They don't show who they really are. Most people, they communicate to the world the image that they want people to see. It's not the real image. It's not who they really are on the inside. It's who they want people to see themselves as. They're living life from the outside. They're projecting something into the world that's counterfeit. And then the world looks at these pictures and then they start thinking, well, I'm not as pretty. I'm not as beautiful. I'm not as in good a shape. My life's not as good as their life is because look, they're having such a good time. Look at all these pictures they just posted of their vacation. Look at the happy relationship they have. Look at these pictures they have with their husband or their wife. It's just a facade. It's just a facade of deception. It's living life from the outside rather than living life, beloved ones, from the inside out. Somebody once was on vacation. I said, uh, how was the vacation? They said, well, at least the pictures said it was a great vacation. I mean, they didn't really know how the vacation was because they were so focused on taking pictures and then projecting those pictures to the world. They weren't focusing on just enjoying the vacation themselves. They're focused on taking pictures of the vacation so they could post it on their social media sites to portray how the vacation was. Beloved, humanity is in a very sad and sorry place. I wanna teach you by the grace of God things that I'm taking into my own life, strategies that I'm employing in my own life to train me and discipline me to live life from the inside out rather than from the outside in. I'm gonna teach you these strategies on next broadcast. This is one of the most important messages that you will hear during this generation, beloved. Learning how to lead life from the inside out. If you don't get this right, you are gonna be taken captive by the enemy. It's gonna be very practical. It's gonna take a lot of work for you to get to this place, to live out of the living water that's within you. But beloved, you'll never find peace. You'll never find rest and you'll never be satisfied until you do. You're listening to the authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this nonprofit ministry, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Or you can find us on your favorite social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or X, formerly known as Twitter. And if you'd like to not only hear Rabbi, but you'd like to see him preach, as well. You can do that when you visit our YouTube channel. And you know, we provide these resources in this daily radio program because we believe in the Great Commission and we want to share the gospel with everyone we can. But we can't accomplish this mission without you. And to share a little bit more about what's on Rabbi's heart for this ministry and our mission, let's turn our attention back to him for just a moment. Many of us have heard the principle of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And of course, what that means is we throw out the whole thing rather than keeping what's good. 
The reason I'm bringing this up is that some of us have forsaken honoring the Lord with our tithes and our offerings because we feel there's been those in the past that have tried to manipulate us for money. I simply want to say this, beloved, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Honoring the Lord with our tithes and offerings goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. And today, the scripture tells us, if there are ministries that are blessing us and feeding us, we ought to support those ministries with our finances. Number one, to show thankfulness. Number two, to honor the Lord. And number three, so they can continue to be a blessing to the world. And those of you that sow your finances into ministries that are in the world, you're going to be rewarded for it. Beloved, I want to ask you for your help, and I want to thank you in advance for your love and sacrificial support. You can give a one-time donation today by connecting with us in one of these ways. First, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send your donation via text when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And you can give right from the home screen of the Rabbi Schneider mobile app by clicking the donate button in the middle of the screen. And then finally, you can also send your gift of any amount in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. And as a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download along with an engaging and insightful new newsletter from Rabbi Schneider that's prepared each month, especially for listeners like you. And then if you'd like to share your story, we'd love to hear from you. The Bible says that if two are gathered and ask anything in Jesus' name, according to God's will, it'll be done for them by the Father who is in heaven. And so we would be honored to pray for you. Send us your prayer requests and your story of how God has touched your life through this ministry at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Right now, let's wrap up today's message, Discerning Reality, with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yahweh, 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 The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. 
If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, podcast links, teaching notes, and so much more. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. Matthew 18, 19 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Our prayer team lifts up each individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains what it means to live life from the inside out. That's coming up Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.